Welcome everyone to the show of requirement here on the Gazebo Effect podcast. We're back here in season three. We did two episodes at most last season. I'm David Gonzalez and I'm joined by my co-host, co-founder, Spencer Price. Yes, I'm here. This is this is David and I's kind of love letter to Harry Potter show. We did we did yeah. three episodes last season, although we only did two with the kind of the idea of the show and the, the show That's true. officially. We did an unofficial one, and then we kind of kept going from there. Yeah, we did. What is Wizard Canon anymore? Yeah, that was the unofficial. Hogwarts houses, and what else? What was the other one? Why am I drawing a blank? We did fan theories. Oh, fan theories. Yeah. That's right. uh, Abby Tooley, shout out, requested that one. Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday, Abby. (laughs) I'm just going to, every time time we we shout out somebody, happy birthday. Just say happy birthday. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Spencer, this is a project that you actually pitched to the entire team of hey i want to do this and it's a show that's a prequel it's a it's a series yeah it's it's a series but i I finished writing the last one last night and it was going to be four but now i Mm -hmm. think it's going to end up being a trilogy but in the spirit of harry potter Mm -hmm. we're going to call it a series Ooh, you know probably for the last episode we should bring luke in and you two can argue and i'll pick a side depending on who's winning of which is the better prequel trilogy the harry potter one that we're making or the actual star wars prequel trilogy um i we have our first three hour episode there's gonna be less walking and talking Mm -hmm. um and less uh transitions right that's all i can guarantee okay i don't know how many flipping and jumping and government so i guess we should do some like kind of caveats to to tell people what the what the series is like Mm -hmm. so we're gonna do um we're gonna do three not four so that some of this has changed that i wrote down here but the we're gonna do three movies the first one which we're gonna talk about today is gonna be their their early childhood going into the fourth year four at hogwarts um so roughly 1966 to 1975 branch number two is going to be uh the summer after six year at hogwarts so the summer of 1977 and then the third one is going to be the span of the first wizarding war like almost the entire thing um so 1978 ish to 1981 ish right so the question I have as we get into the writing room now, what is the purpose of this trilogy? What are you hoping to accomplish with the creation and the writing of the of these stories and these films? So uh, I think I put it at the top. In 2013, J.K. Rowling stated that she has no intention of writing a prequel for the Harry Potter series featuring the Marauders, mm-hmm. simply stating that she doesn't like prequels, which is really ironic because she's writing the Fantastic Beasts right now. Um, but David and I do like prequels, so, um, we're going to, we're going to take this on the, I guess the idea of it is that we're going to explore in great detail 
these huge characters in Harry Potter's life that are all there. None of them are there for a very long time. Like we see Lupin uh, a fair bit in Prisoner of Azkaban, but we don't know much about him. Um, then we see him briefly a couple other times. We see Sirius just a little bit. Um, he gets a little more in the book than he does in the movies. And then James, we almost know nothing about. And then of course, the whole time we see Peter Pettigrew, he's Wormtail. And I, I don't, I don't want to make a promise for Peter Pettigrew. He's definitely the going to be the least fleshed explored. out. He's going to be the least yeah. explored one. And I think it's mostly because his character is honestly not that interesting. Um, <laughs> everything we know about him is kind of like it's kind of a sad story because he just betrays them, and he's not. He's definitely like one of the biggest Gryffindors to be ashamed of. I would say mm-hmm. David would yeah, have to confirm yeah. that. Yeah, no, I agree. So this is sort of what I wanted instead of Fantastic Beasts to a certain point. Um, I do enjoy those movies because I'm a Harry Potter fan and I try not to be a toxic one. I am occasionally. Um, and then I do want to explore um, the little bit of rehashing where we've seen some scenes of Severus Snape's memory. So this is going to be a different point of view for sure. Um, and it kind of opens the door to like some backstory that the movies didn't cover but the books did um and kind of a new cast and a new just adventure in harry potter the first two are definitely going to have more of the the wonder especially the first one i want to shoot for kind of the the vibe of sorcerer's stone and chamber of secrets while the second one will still have some of that but it's definitely moving forward into a darker turn and then of course the third one is as i described to david kind of the the revenge of the sith of harry potter yeah and that's that's not a bad formula to have um i love how you said the first one will be kind of like the sorcerer's stone type feel there should always be that kind of idea of you know a time of not necessarily peace but a time that that we set of okay this is how the world normally is at this point in time now let's just see how it just goes to heck at the end of our story and end of our time because it is it, it, it it's not going to be a trilogy that should have a happy ending per se it it's going to be one that is it's dark and it it should the word where the word into... the word for the ending is going to be somber yeah because it has to be yeah especially if you if the point of these movies being created that it it coexists and actually complements the original harry potter movies it it has to kind of have that somber note so that way when we get into it, it should make us feel like as soon as you finish the last movie of this trilogy man Okay, now we just watch the Harry Potter films. Like, that's how it should be. It, it should tie together very, very nicely. And that's definitely definitely how I want to hopefully portray this to you listeners. And I just hope this is an awesome experience for you guys. I'm not a huge fan of fan fiction, so this is definitely... That's definitely not what I'm ever going for. Um, I wrote <laughs> somewhere on here that I was like, I want this to be to feel like undeniably canon um and there's some creative liberties we've taken but very very few 
I'm kind of nitpicky yeah. on that. What were you going to say, yeah. David, on uh, fan well, fiction? <laughs> well, uh, just very quickly. Um, when I normally hear fan fiction, especially as, as I was growing up, it's always why why people of the world answer me this question why do you why they're all like love fan fictions why can't you just create a good story not just like hot and steamy two people holding each other anime like kissing stuff like what is that like i don't know that's just a that's just a complaint that i have but what we're doing is is so much fun but spencer kind of moving this conversation along um, so we can get to 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 the juicy stuff. What are some things that need to happen throughout this trilogy? In in order for you for you to fulfill, I mean, I don't want to say checklist because that sounds like you're that we would put things in just to do it. But what are some things that need to be established in this trilogy that kind of helps us look at even the original Harry Potter, maybe to help make more sense, especially if you're not someone who reads the books. Funny you asked, David. Almost like we're looking at the same outline. I'm just kidding. Um, I do have like a checklist, basically. Yeah. So just making sure we we get everything that we need to. Absolutely. And when we finish, we should look back at this list and make sure that we've mm-hmm. covered all of it. Yeah. So the first thing is that the Marauders map, and of course mm-hmm. the saying, "I solemnly swear I am up to no good." It must happen. It must be made. Um, also, they have to become Animagus. So the yeah. they taking their animal forms, we need to, to see that process as as messy as it might get. Um, and then the the Lily and Severus relationship has to be at least shown um, because that's definitely yeah. central to kind of the story and especially how it ends. And the Order of the Phoenix must be founded, kind of build hype. Uh, yeah. And then of course the ending needs to play well into the Harry Potter series. Yeah, absolutely. And I know what you might be thinking, listeners. We know everything. I was shocked, honestly. Even in The Order of the Phoenix, the last one, I just named the title. It's okay. That I had so much that I had to think up or I I had so much storytelling that I had to do mm-hmm. with the details we had. Like even if all having all of the details in place, it wasn't a full movie. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot I had to put into even the last one. But the second one especially is like the yeah, open oh, season. Yeah. Like it's a yeah. it's it's gonna be the most make sure you listen to the second one, if nothing else, because it's gonna be it's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go ahead, let's dive in. Where do you want to start? I guess we gotta start with our main characters, but I mm-hmm. think we'll do that as we flesh out the story. because uh, right. we have four main characters. And I've I've thought about the the storytelling aspect if we were going to do narrations um i'm not sure if we're going to actually officially do narrate uh have a narrator but we're going to have a character in each one that we focus on um Mm -hmm. although you will realize especially as we go through this that one of my favorite characters in harry potter is remus lupin and he's definitely kind of the the unsung hero and the main character of kind of all of this like we feel even if it's not him as the focus he definitely still gets a lot of perspective. Yeah. I, I wanted to say something about the end, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hide it. I'm going to keep it. Hide it. I'm going to hold keep it onto it. it. I'm going to put it away. Okay. So I have titles for all of these. Uh, the first one's going to be called The Marauder's Map. 
because it's some because it's something that we have familiar to and we know mm-hmm. what we're getting into immediately. Yeah. And I will say that even this one, even if we're shooting for Wondrous, it's going to be a little darker because mm-hmm. the year that they enter Hogwarts is when Tom Riddle announces himself as Lord Voldemort. So he's kind of a rumor. Yeah. He's not active. He's still, he's definitely at square one. So mm-hmm. not everyone's taking him seriously. And so kind of things are, as, are are normal. But, and of course, especially Lupin, his story is not the happiest story in the world. Mm-hmm. So I want to enter this series with Lupin being bit by a werewolf. Because that's just something that's core to him. And definitely this story is something that we need to kind of experience with him. So Remus was bitten as a child. Um, and so that becomes a disability that he has to have his entire life, essentially. And so still being able to go to Hogwarts is going to be huge for this story. The, other ca- the next character we're going to experience is Sirius. Because Sirius Black grew up in this pure blood, kind of staunch family. Yeah. And he doesn't go, he goes against the grain. He goes into Hog, uh, goes into Hogwarts and he goes into Gryffindor instead. And so we're going to experience pieces of Lupin's childhood and then we're going to experience that piece of Sirius's childhood. Mm-hmm. And then we will want to see Regulus Black at some point. Um, I think the casting is going to change from this one to the next one, but we want to at least meet Regulus Black, Sirius's brother, because he does come into play way later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then we're going to have this comparison coming between both Sirius and Remus's childhood being so different, and then we're going to have Ch- James Potter, and he's almost like he's almost like a good Draco Malfoy because mm-hmm. his his parents made. Uh, a huge fortune from they were already wealthy but they made a huge fortune on a hair care potion <laughs> and so they're kind of and they had james as as when they were in their older age and so they're kind of retired so it's just kind of kicking back easy living off their mm-hmm. wealth and that's what and james has everything he ever wants in a way and so yeah. it's almost like the weasley's kindness with the malfoy's money that's mm. the best way yeah that's, a, yeah that's the perfect way to put it and David, you can input here because I did not decide if we want to see Lily and Severus's childhood again. I think it's going to be important for us to at least show it. It shouldn't be forced. But if Lily and Severus are going to be the main part of, not a ma- the main part, but if they're going to be an active part of this trilogy, I think even showing their journey to Hogwarts at least would be a good reminder of, okay, let's remember that this is going on. This is happening while, because we're taking all these characters and showing their journey to Hogwarts. It's important that Lily and Severus are there. Now, how do we do that in a way that doesn't kind of put them on the same level as the Marauders? That's going to be key because they're not they're not members of the marauder group especially not one of the main three of course lily Mm -hmm. will end up with james and so she's going to get more screen time later on Mm -hmm. yeah i think what we can do is what we did with peter pettigrew 
and actually show King's Cross kind yes. of through Lily and Severus going together. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's and getting what I'm on the train. Too. And, yeah. and we just see Peter's parents grooming him up at King's Cross because we want to get him on that train. Like, mm-hmm. this is the. We're gonna, if we're ever going to be at Hogwarts again in this trilogy, it's going to be very brief for one scene, mm-hmm. two scenes. So this right. whole, this is the Hogwarts experience in this trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Also, I apologize to all of the time jumps because there's going to be a fair few. This one, not <laughs> as many, but gosh, there's a few. The second one. That's the third one. The third one's all time jumps. Oh, yeah, jumps the third one, yeah. Because I one. ended up making it all one movie. Anyway, so now we're at Hogwarts. And so we're moving from Act 1, which is the childhood and entering Hogwarts, and now we're going into Act 2, which is kind of going to Hogwarts and becoming marauders. Mm-hmm. And so the sorting ceremony needs to be seen again. We have to experience it, but it's going to feel different than the originals, which is funny saying originals. I guess it's kind of like Star Wars in that way. I guess, yeah. The hat um, doubts about everyone. He's not just doubting about... Because Peter stumps the hat for five minutes. We knew about that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's in canon already. And, uh, of course, Remus doesn't know where he belongs. He's just happy to be there and scared of his condition yeah, coming uh, coming out or being known or hurting somebody. And so... Uh, Remus doubts that he should be a Gryffindor, but the Sorting Hat knows better. And then, of mm-hmm. course, Sirius going into Gryffindor has to be, like, almost a... You have to feel, like, a presence in the room, especially from, like, the Slytherin table. Like, hey, we got this guy. He's a black. It's literally, join us. It's literally yeah. like if a Malfoy, someone with the last name Malfoy, went into Gryffindor instead. Gryffindor, yeah. I mean, it's... it's and not all Slytherins are bad, as we will see Andromeda Black goes the mm-hmm. other way and marries a muggle-born wizard, Ted Tonks. Anyway, side character. So side character. James, in true style of kind of the the good version of Draco vibe, the hat barely touches his head before sorting him into Gryffindor. Doesn't even that's hesitate. Cool. And that's, that's wow. James Potter, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But of course, we're focusing on, on the main three in Remus and... Mm-hmm. So now we have to have a scene of all of them meeting and living in the same room. These 11-year-olds just super excited about everything they're about to experience at Hogwarts. And there's five boys to a room, and we only have four. <laughs> so we need to create a character. Hmm. And I don't, I don't have anything for this person. I tried to find someone that I could put in there, like Arthur Weasley, but he's 10 years. He's like five or 10 years older. Yeah. So I could not find somebody that was in Gryffindor no. in this time period. No, I think this new character, he's got to be unique in some way. I mean, he's definitely almost like a like a Dean Thomas or something where he's That's maybe part exactly of the cause, kind of, but he's not... Yeah part of the pact and he's not going dean thomas is awesome and he's not going to get as much development as dean thomas either yeah and i don't have him written into the next one or he could be part of the order of the phoenix he might be like a side character or something i think he needs to be somebody who might be at hogwarts initially but let's say circumstances 
take him away from Hogwarts until he needs to come back. So maybe he transfers to another school to be with his family more. We can do something like that if that's necessary. I feel like we just can't have a wimp or a recluse. Right. Because Peter, no, we he, already have Peter. Yeah. No, he needs to be someone and he's who in this story. is confident. Right. Maybe who's who's someone who likes to challenge himself with being around people who, you know, obviously may be more skilled. But he's going to he's going to be a hard worker. He's going to be someone who pushes himself to the limit in the best of ways. And that's something that the Marauders themselves can respect more than anything. So what's his name going to be? David just kind of pops in my head for one. No, I mean, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not being for real. Jeffrey? They call him Jeff for short. That's not a, I mean, sure. Yeah, let's do that. I, I mean, I don't know. So uh, let's go with Jeffrey. Okay. So another scene after this will be James meeting Lily Evans for the first time. Maybe he's had her eye, his eyes on her for a little bit, but I want a yeah. scene in Slughorn's potion class because Slughorn is the head of Slytherin and potions master at this point in time. And yeah. Lily's just annoyed by James. She doesn't like him because that's how it always was for the first mm-hmm. like four or five years they knew each other. And and why would she? Why, why would she, what what about James annoys Lily? So James is definitely overconfident. He likes to prank people. Mm-hmm. He he knows he comes from a great family. He doesn't he's he he doesn't think himself better than like Muggleborns. He's not a pure blood person. But he's definitely like I'm the coolest. I'm going to be on the Quidditch team as soon as possible. Mhm. You're pretty. Why don't you just go out with me right now? Maybe yeah. not that from an 11-year-old, but that's definitely his kind of personality, especially for the first few years. And, of course, he immediately, like, him and Severus kind of meet on the, the Hogwarts Express, and they ask James what house he's going to go into. Well, Lily asks him, and James literally says, I'm, I will be in Gryffindor where the, trave and, where the brave and true at heart are. Like, he just, like, kind of... Re- <laughs> Like, yeah. says back the part of the song. Like, that's how confident he is. Mm-hmm. And kind of big-headed is, almost. Yeah. And so then Severus, like, scoffs at him. And so James kind of, like, start. That's that's what begins him and him giving Severus a hard time. And, of course, like, Sirius joins in on that. And, and Remus and, Pedro, and Peter. Yeah. So let's go ahead and and let's talk about kind of the first big thing that we that we want to see in this film. It's something that it's ahead of the first action scene, right? Yeah, and I think we'll have a fair few kind of montages. But the next big plot point of the story is the first use of the invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what James has, of course. 
After several occasions over a couple of years, noticing Remus being taken out by professors various nights with no notice or terrible excuses why, uh, James and Sirius decide to follow him. And of course, Peter's like scared, and he's like, how are you going to follow him in the middle of the night without being seen? Sirius winks at James, and James pulls out the invisibility cloak. Hmm. So that's the first time we kind of we kind of see it. Yeah. And so they try to follow him, and they keep getting stopped at the Whomping Willow. Because if you've seen Prisoner of Azkaban, they, they are taking Remus through the, the tunnel they created under the Whomping Willow by taming it, by touching a certain knot on the tree, and then taking him to the Shrieking Shack where he would transform, and then they'd pick him up afterwards. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? That... It's a yeah. solution. And that's and so the shrieking of the shrieking shack is literally young Remus like turning into a werewolf every mm-hmm. full moon. But that was yeah. kind of Dumbledore's like plan to make sure Remus could still attend Hogwarts. Right. So we're gonna have our first time jump. In the in the another year or two pass, and after a after a Gryffindor match, where they're kind of walking away, James is the chaser. James and Sirius are telling Pettigrew how they, they spent almost a month straight studying Herbology, but they finally figured out the trick they were using to tame the Willow. And so all three of them go through, Peter probably pretty reluctantly. Yeah. Scared out of his mind. And probably Sirius and Remus are just, uh, Sirius and James are like, yes! figured it out (laughs) just excited yeah and there's this frightening experience where they literally have to go face with a small but still scary werewolf and so after remus transforms back they kind of discuss and he is like i would understand if you wouldn't want to be like friends with me anymore or like please don't tell anyone and they're like we're not leaving you Mm. like we're in this together and so that's kind of they, how they, they make their plan. And of course, this scene is kind of key to this movie. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think what, what it's going to be important too throughout Act 1 and Act 2 is to see the development of friendship between the four of them. Uh, of making sure that we see that obviously Sirius and James, they probably hit it off right away. Um, because Sirius ends up, you know, staying with the Potters, like we like we heard in Prisoner of Azkaban. But Remus and his role within that, how how did those two things go together? How how does that line up with the friendship of Sirius and James, to where they think he's a, a cool person? They think that man, th- this kid, he's really great to be around, but th- he's a little off sometimes because of what what he's going through in the process. And so once they learned that and figured it out, they said, man, we're, we're here for you, period. You, you, you're one of us, 100%. Absolutely. And so over the course of time in their second, third, into their fourth year, they fully outstretch into their mischievous behavior, um, namely the troublesome process of becoming animeji and of course creating the Marauder's Map in that order. Um, I know there's a lot of confusion, but 
you don't know what animal you're going to become before you do all the incantations. And so their nicknames are based on their animals they transform into, Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. So of course they can't make the Marauder's map until they have the names. See, and that's that's interesting because you have someone like Sirius Black, you know, basically becoming like this this really cool like black dog. Then you, obviously Peter Pettigrew is going to be a rat. Yeah. Like, is there something to to be said that maybe when someone becomes an animagus, the form that they take reflects the character of who they are? Yes, and as far as I know, if you your Patronus is the same. Mm, that's interesting. But I feel wow. like you would it would be safer to just figure out the Patronus charm and then be like, okay, I don't want to become a seal. <laughs> <laughs> So I will yeah. not become an animagus. Yeah. But as far um, as I on... know, like James's Patronus is a stag, Harry's Patronus is a stag. Right. Yeah. I think That's McGonagall's is a cat. And she's the only she's the only kind of official animagus cuz it's totally yeah. illegal for them to be doing this. Cuz you have to be like registered in in England or something. So yeah. And that's a very that's annoying funny point but it's gonna have to come back because they're always having to hide their that secret yeah Yeah. but they're also make use of it so it's it's fine and so we we're gonna have the boys pranking snape we're gonna have all this going on it's gonna be exciting but what we're kind of we're gonna take a take a side point and we're gonna show another shot of lily and snape because people in Slytherin, especially with the Dark Lord Rising, are kind of starting to exert their dominance, if, if you will. Um, there's definitely like in Hogwarts. There's definitely darkness growing within Hogwarts, hmm. and some people aren't taking an account of it. But Lily is, and of course, she cares about Severus not going into it. Um, mm-hmm. And what they keep seeing at every event is the letter R. And so it's definitely like an organization. And so Lily is urging him not to follow his classmates, his housemates. Um, But Snape's biggest friends at school are all turning, namely Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that is something that I think is a really cool concept and idea because James has Sirius, right? And Lily can only do so much for Severus. And so the and the fact that he feels probably so alone because he obviously w- wished that Lily was in Slytherin. So the only person he has to turn to is someone who is the opposite of James Potter and Lucius Malfoy, who probably sees the immense talent of Severus Snape and says, I want that guy in my corner. Exactly. And so as we've said it, now that they're all animagey is where the fun begins. So pranks on Slytherin, stealing, sneaking in and out of Hogsmeade, you name it, they're doing it. The importance of this, as you feel that Remus condition always is taking a toll on him, but his friendship with James and Sirius and Peter always kind of builds him up and kind of keeps him, keeps him going. 
almost. So <clears throat> their friendship with Remus is key to the story, not just them being mm-hmm. bullies or, or troublemakers. And so they make a map just to record all the secret passages, but after expanding the map to include the whole castle, uh, Jamin's and Remus, there's actually a charm, it's called the homunculus charm. They charm the map to show names on it as well, uh, which makes running from Filch easier, but also opens up their perspective and they start seeing um, a pattern with evil activities going on within Hogwarts. And so now we have Lily kind of at her breaking point. She can't get Snape to help her, so she starts turning to her own house, specifically James and other talented wizards of her age. And so her confronting James um, and maybe Remus about their talents going for not. James makes a crack about how like, oh, so you admit I'm talented. <laughs> and like, uh, it's just silly. But Lily just breaks in frustration because their house is not taking a stand and they're not trying to investigate it more. Yeah. She has so one then, more discussion with Severus. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she just is like telling him off. And as she walks away, you see in the background that James is watching in his stag form. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so now we're going into Act 3. The Marauders become heroes. So um, it kind of has to get... It's kind of... It's Chamber of Secrets almost like it has to escalate. It has to get worse. Yeah. So um, a handful of Muggleborns were tortured as a sign of strength. Um, and Remus has a friend who's a muggle-born. We could, we could have this be uh, Jeffrey. No, we can't. No, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so another, another muggle-born student that's friends with Remus has, goes home out of fear for his life or her life. And that's, that strikes a chord with Remus. So is this, is this happening... At Hogwarts? Yes. Where? <laughs> like, they find the Muggleborns after the fact. Like, they've been tortured or attacked with R over there, like, over the scene. And so it's like Muggleborn, like, Muggleborn students. Yeah, are being targeted. Whew. Kind of similar to the Chamber Man. of Secrets or something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Maybe what would be great. I don't know how we would do this. But give maybe throughout maybe Acts 1, 2, give hints that something like that's going on. Not not full on showing what is happening, but in some way kind of like. And I'm for sure. I mean, Lily's going to be. Yeah. The only one on top of this. And I think once they create the map, they'll probably discover one of these scenes. Once they charm the map to show the names. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. At, yes. Yeah. That'd be great. They could they could kind of run up upon it, but of course they're afraid and they run away. Mm-hmm. Like they don't report it. Because they're, they're 14 yeah. years old at this point. Yeah. Or Or maybe one of them probably James would want to like 
would not necessarily would want to maybe save them but to obviously stop do something and then the other ones are too afraid that they'd be implicated yeah and so they said no no we 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 should get out of here and james like okay fine yeah and so anyway this this is like the the most serious thing that's happened yet and so after remus's friend goes home remus makes his case in one of their secret meeting places like a secret room in a passage or something that they need to work together and they need to put a stop to this and it'll take more than just them so with jeffrey lily evans the pruitt brothers who become order members later they're a little older they're ron weasley's uncles and then close friends or partners of other houses just throw in some other characters in here edgar bones of hufflepuff they begin to follow movements of all of the suspected students and they kind of gather their resources and of course the marauders are using the map and their their animal forms to follow and so now they're going to find their meeting place and i wasn't sure what it would be if it was like a secret part of the castle or somewhere in the forbidden forest i couldn't i couldn't actually figure out where they're meeting but they're meeting somewhere can't use the room of requirement it's been overused yeah that's that's immediately where my mind went but yeah you can't use that huh well we'll come back to that if we need to if we need to just yeah throw your imagination to the wind there mm-hmm. yeah anyway remus attempts to approach dumbledore who is played by jude law again uh except he's gonna be older this time of course but they don't have enough concrete proof basically so dumbledore can't really take action it's a it's a, it's a plot device always used in Harry Potter where the adults can't do it and the kids have to do it, so I have to do my own version of that. <laughs> Later, this is going to be very important. We're going to use this this plot device literally all the time in this series where Dumbledore creates the, the charm where you can use a Patronus to send messages. And so later, Dumbledore's Phoenix Patronus enters the dorm room and challenges them to expose them themselves. And so that's just kind of a this very exciting part of the story. Like we're building the plot to the finale. Mm. Yeah, because I think it could be something. And this is them becoming heroes. Like this is them in their dorm room, the circle room. Yeah, we could we could even do and you can throw this out if you want to, but we can even do like after the con- the initial conversation with Dumbledore, like they could be deflated and defeated. And it, it seems like, well, we can't help. We can't do anything. Tensions get high and flare up. We could even have like Lily and, and James get into an argument in front of everybody and being like, well, if you would have acted sooner, maybe we could have had some more proof. Um, maybe if it wasn't just me uh, by myself, uh, and then James could be something along the lines of just like, he's like, well, here's the thing. You're not powerful. If you were powerful enough, you could have done it yourself. Yeah, it um, could be this whole just nasty brought up fight. I was thinking yeah. another thing we could do is when Remus is meeting Dumbledore in his office, Dumbledore could just do a classic Dumbledore thing and be like, they could be looking at Fox like Harry did. And Dumbledore yeah. asking Remus if he knows about... Um, Phoenix is which he does based on what his dad used to do, which we'll talk about that in the mm-hmm. next one. 
not important details right now. But Dumbledore could just 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 literally go, my Patronus is a phoenix. <laughs> and so Dumbledore has has the or like that's the characteristic his... of bringing up random things when a student for no reason a serious conversation. Yeah. And so so they're fighting. James and Lily are spitting at each other basically. Sirius yeah. is in James's defense and then the whole thing breaks when the Phoenix Patronus enters the room with Dumbledore's voice yeah. coming out right. of it. And of course Remus yeah. knows immediately what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so this is that leads to the culmination of just like all right, here we go. It's it's game time. It's finale time at this point. And this finale is a little all over the place. But in classic <laughs> wizard movie style, they're running and and running and running. <laughs> and just keeps getting cornered in places. So there's going to be this this very I hope you get the the comparisons that I'm making here. We can kind of talk about it in hindsight. But Hagrid's going to be involved, the Marauders and crew just running a battle through Hogwarts, ending with kind of our core characters being cornered on the Astronomy Tower. Remember last time we were at an Astronomy Tower? Yeah. So this is kind of a exposition scene, but that's okay. We have to have some. Uh-huh. So the students reveal that they created, they created R to hopefully gain notice of he who must not be named the dark lord the real r in hogwarts mystery is a sequel that comes after this but it's actually a legitimate organization this one is just like a a creation that they made right it's actually unrelated so sirius basically is just like they don't have the stones to kill any of them straight up like you're not gonna actually try to stop us because they're kids or teenagers Uh and kind of while Sirius is making this big like kind of attacking them behind him Remus and James are summoning broomsticks Uh and so one of the kind of evil students stupefies Jeffrey our character and he falls off of the tower seemingly to his death and so Everyone's shocked. Like even members on the bad guy side are shocked at what, what just happened. What? I So he so does Jeffrey the... isn't coming back. Jeffrey's dead. Okay, well forget everything I said about Wait. Just okay. the, let me finish. Okay. So kind of like everyone's shocked at what just happened. Lily creates this massive like blinding light like fire charm and they all leap off the the astronomy tower to land on the broomsticks not jeffrey though jeffrey's gone well obviously no he's dead (laughs) yeah jeffrey's gone (laughs) jeffrey's dead okay so there's this whole battle and they get cornered again on the quidditch pitch i kind of want to have an action scene on the the quidditch pitch there's some Mm, dueling uh sirius and james and edgar are fighting in in the in the air and they're eventually cornered just before it seems like the end. And these are like older students. Like Lucius might not actually be, because he always gets away, he might not actually Uh be tied to this. But just before it seems like the end, uh, orders and professors save the day, led by Jeffrey. Oh, good. All right, okay. Remember everything that I've said. 
Astonished by Jeffrey still being alive, they question how he survived, how he did it. And he starts to change. And to oh. be revealed that Dumbledore was impersonating Jeffrey. Apologies potion? Yeah, apologies potion. Oh, dope. But that's huge because Dumbledore saved himself from falling off the astronomy tower at this time. Oh. <laughs> well. Oh. Well, I've seen Jude Law without a beard in Captain Marvel. Well, he's going to be literally looking like someone else. Yeah. Oof. It's not going to be Jude Law. It's going to be another person, and then he morphs into Jude Law. Dumbledore. Well, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. But once he once he transforms back, that's going to be even. It's going to be like the sight. it's going to be like the Santa Claus where he grows the beard back. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Maybe. And we're pretty much at the end of the first one, but the movie concludes yeah. with Lily still being mad at James, but maybe less mad Obviously. because he's kind of a he's kind of a good guy now, in a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lily is refusing to speak with Snape. Yeah, because is he a part of this, or he did he? Whenever he, they had their conversation, did he defend them and his friends? He he rebuked Lily for not for being reckless. So he's trying yeah. to stay out of the whole situation, or at least he doesn't want to take sides. Ah, gotcha. And Lily's gotcha. mad that he's not doing. He's anything. not taking a stand. Yeah, he's not taking he's any kind of, of stand, and right. so. And then we have a shot with Regulus again, and he's giving Sirius a hard time for not coming home for Christmas, because this is Christmas break of fourth year. Right. Yeah. Um, on the board, the Hogwarts Express, James, Remus, and Peter close the door. They make kind of a sad comment, like, I'm so sad Sirius is going to be all alone at Hogwarts. But they can't really keep it on for very long without laughing, because Sirius takes off James's invisibility cloak. <laughs> Yeah. And hands it back to James. Wow. And so the movie ends with all of our Marauders characters having Christmas dinner with Remus and his parents. Mm. Good ending. Okay, at a late in the game end credit scene idea. We might toss this out. Okay, well, let's see. This I, is a segment we like to call end credit scene. Yay or nay? Yay or nay. Hmm, that's good. I like that. So it's it's painfully unrelated to this movie. <laughs> painfully? It's Okay. So there's a scene in 1971, which is three years before this, right, where Tom yeah. Riddle, soon to announce himself as Voldemort, asked Dumbledore for the Defense Against the Dark Arts job. Um, I want that scene to be shown because he's like basically Voldemort at this point, and he wants right. to recruit students. Dumbledore says no, and then... Uh, Tom Riddle, Voldemort, and it would be our first time seeing him in this form, right? Like in this trilogy. Anyway, as he's leaving Dumbledore's office, he takes some turns, and it shows him holding Ravenclaw's diadem, and he enters the Room of Requirement. Ooh, that is good. And that's that how that's I how like the end credit scene closes. That's cool. It's a little marvelous, awesome. and we'd have to put literally nineteen seventy one, but that's fine. It definitely benefits that's... us in hindsight. Yes, uh huh. Because we need yeah. to see no. our villain. We need to, and he's going to be played by 
what's the name? What's his name? Eh, I'm never going to find it. This document's way too long. It's going to be the guy who played him. Yes, it's going to be Christian Coulson returning to play Voldemort. And he played Tom Riddle in Chamber of Secrets 20 years ago. Yeah. He's pretty much perfect. Especially now because he's like, he's older, obviously. Which, of course, Voldemort's about 50 at this point. Maybe, maybe younger, maybe 40. But that wraps up our first edition of the, the Marauders series, the Marauders wow. map. Hmm. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more that will need, like, when we make this movie for real. Um, a lot of more, like, we, like, scripts being actually written that needs yes. to take place. But for right now, to kind of give you a bit of an idea of what, what this story is, man, it's, a, it's an interesting one, especially that in credit scene. The, especially that, does just those last, that last act also just has so much and reveals so much just about who our characters are, man, it's just going to be, I do have an idea for the last, uh, for, for the final film in credit scene, but I won't, I'll I'll probably tell you off camera and, and see what off off recording. Oh, yeah, I, I think I know what you're, yeah, yeah. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down, but yeah, it would be I awesome. have an idea. I have an idea. It, it, it could be good. It could, it could not be good. Depending. It depends on if we can get the rights. <laughs> so for, for David and I, this has been a show of requirement episode to kind of give you what we're going to be doing. This is coming out on Monday. The second one's going to come yeah. out on Wednesday, and the third one's going to come out on Friday. Man, a week of the show. It's going to be a week of it's the like show. A Harry Potter week. It's Harry Potter week, and this yeah. is going to be. I hope you enjoyed this one. Definitely, this whole thing is kind of my love letter to Harry Potter fans. And the next one is called the Marauder's Journey, and that's all mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah. So for Spencer Price's David Gonzalez. Like he said, this is a show requirement. And until next time, Mischief Managed.